welcome to Theatre Club. We're the podcast that brings you theatre reviews, theatre news, and theatre booze. The best bit. <laughs> so, in the last episode, we mentioned that Alice is away and Ruby has gone off travelling again, and so it's just uh, me, Oscar, and Madeline. Hello! And we've got quite a lot of shows, actually, in this episode to cover. We've got two shows at the Southwark Playhouse, which you went to see, Madeline, which is Frankenstein and Great Expectations. Yep. We both went to see Gentlemen Prefer Blondes at the Union. I have been to see Assassins, the Stephen Sondheim musical at the Watermill Theatre. And I went to see Zawa Ashton's new play for all the women who thought they were mad. But in the last episode, Alice did mention that she is going to hand over to you. Yes. The beacon of top tip. So what you got for me? So my top tip this week is, obviously it is worth saying, I've got a slight obsession with the Southwark Playhouse. I do love it. And my top tip is from the Southwark Playhouse. But I think this is a goodie. So we've talked quite a lot in this podcast about recommending things that have been at the fringe. So things premiere in Edinburgh and then they come down to London. And this play premiered in Edinburgh and I'd read about it at the time and I thought, oh, that sounds fun. It's called Superstar. It's going to be on at Southwark Playhouse from the 26th of November to the 21st of December. And essentially what it is, it's a girl called Nicola Wren. And what the play is about is what it's like to be the little sister of a famous person. In this instance, Chris Martin from Coldplay. So she's Chris Martin's little sister and she's kind of giving their, it's like a stand-up monologue about how does, what's it like to be his little sister. And there was, it got really, really good reviews. Um, Telegraph, when it was on in Edinburgh, the Telegraph had said, Chris Martin's little sister is one of the finds of the festival. Guardian calling it highly entertaining. I just think it sounds super fun. And let's get it straight, it's, it's not actually his little sister in real life. Is no, it? it is, hun. Oh, it is his little sister. Yeah, in it's his... IRL. I uh, she's done a show, I thought she was fictitiously playing his sister. Oh, so it's a truthful, no, she's like, honest story about yeah. what it's like to be the sister of Chris Martin. Completely. Oh. So it's like kind of like the little blurb is like, Nicola knew from very early on that if she wanted her four siblings approval and she would need to impress them. So she set out to become a superstar. But what happens when one of her siblings genuinely does become a superstar? With Chris Martin of Coldplay as her older brother, how long can she fight to stay out of his shadow? So if you think about her life, she's obviously suddenly her brother's super famous. Hello, her brother marries Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow becomes her sister-in-law. And you're Mm. just sort of a normal person. Yeah. I am, I mean, celebrity gossip, showbiz tales is my jam. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very excited about this. I think it sounds super fun. And a very, very tenuous link to Chris Martin's family from about a thousand years ago and ex-boyfriend's his mum was best friends with Chris Martin's mum. So, yeah. <laughs> and I remember when You've they got... got your own t- story I've got my tell. own story. I, I will be launching that for next year's Fringe. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that's on Southwark Playhouse, one of our favourite ever theatres, 26th of November to 21st of December. Um, the It's Monday to Saturday at 8 o'clock, so that's actually quite good for me. I love mm. an 8 o'clock start well, yeah, you have in the mix. I can't get to places from work. Tickets, um, very reasonable, £18, £14 concessions and £10 for the preview performances. Oh, that's really cheap. Yeah, super cheap. So I really, I think I'm going to try and get a ticket for that. Um, one other little tiny top tip that I wanted to mention as well, Osk, is um, Sydney and the Old Girl, um, which is going to be on at the Park Theatre. And that's a theatre that I actually have only been to a couple of times, but we loved it there. Mm, Do you remember when we first the park, went there? Yeah. So nice. Anyway, Sydney and the Old Girl... 
worth trying to grab a ticket for because Miriam Margolis is in it. Is that how you say it? Yeah. I'd say Miriam Margolis. 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 Margulis. I say Miriam Margolis. Margolis. Yeah. She's great. She's just fabulous. You know, it's just worth sort of getting a chance to see her doing her thing. And yeah, so it seems to be in a sort of an acerbic, humory type play. Neil and Sydney stalker at war and it's mutually assured destruction. After 50 years cooped up in the same shabby East London house, the points scored and never ending arguments continue to bind the pair together. Um, and have you possibly already got a ticket for this? Yeah, I've got one for it. I had a look on, so I've looked on their website and it's quite sold out for a lot of the, well, not sold out, but there are only a few seats left. So if you are interested, just get on there and get them booked. Yeah. Um, mostly kind of in the circle. But yeah, it's not a big theatre. And I think the draw of Miriam, Miriam Margulies has been big, obviously. So it Absolutely. is selling selling well and it does obviously start quite soon. Yeah. Near so, the end of the run, you'll have a better chance, I reckon. Yeah, and it's a short run. It's only on, it's the 31st of October to the 30th of November. Monday to Saturday is at half seven um, with matinees on a Thursday and Saturday as well. But yeah, standard 1850 to 32.50 is a top price, which is great. Just to see her sort of doing her thing, you know, she's a complete force of nature. She's hilarious. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be definitely up for trying to get a ticket. Yeah, I love her. Cool. So let's do our voiced review, which let's do. You've seen two shows at the Southwark Playhouse this week. You saw Great Expectations and Frankenstein. Yeah. Which one? Let's start with Frankenstein. Okay, so that's the one I saw today. So this is part of, there's three shows and it's called, it's the London Rep Season. Um, This is the National Youth Theatre and they're doing Great Expectations, Frankenstein and A Midsummer's Night's Dream. Um, That is creatively supported by Nihai, your oh, favourite um, yeah, theatre yeah, company. Yeah. I didn't know that. So I've now seen, obviously, two. The Midsummer's Night Stream isn't on for a little while yet. Um, so Frankenstein I saw this afternoon. What's so funny, so last weekend I saw the Saturday matinee of Great Expectations and today I saw the Saturday matinee of Frankenstein. And it's the same cast because it's yes. this rep company, 2019 um, National Youth Theatre rep company that are doing both. So it was actually quite weird. It was a bit like, I felt like I'd got to know these people as characters with expectations and then suddenly, seven days later, I'm seeing them yeah. do something completely different. Which is actually like super cool because in a way it completely highlighted just how incredibly talented these young people are. I read up a bit about National Youth Theatre today. So they're 18 to 25 year olds. Yeah, so Frankenstein today, when I walked into the theatre, there was, just as you're going in, there was two big cabinets that seemed like they were filled with um, virtual reality headsets. And I'm looking, I'm going, OMG, please make that be for Frankenstein. Oh my God, I'm so thirsty for this. So worth saying, so the Frankenstein, we kind of, I don't need to tell you the story. We know what the story is. Doctor makes a monster. But this is like a really modern retelling of it. The idea being about, you know, virtual reality and are we really in the future where will we be and will we will we even go to the theatre anymore? Will we sit in a seat and do this? Or So it was pretty meta. It's, it's staging incredibly simple. It's a, the Dr. Frankenstein is sort of flipping on its head. It's a woman called Victoria. She creates her monster. 
her monster is then kind of wreaking revenge on her by kind of killing various members of her family off. The actors are sort of putting on virtual reality headsets to kind of illustrate points throughout it. And I'm just thinking, I want to put one on. So the play, it was very good, very interesting. Really, the girl that played Victoria Frankenstein, her name is Ella Dacker, I think is how you pronounce that. D-A-C-R-E-S, Dacker's, Dacker's. She was incredible and she's really noticeable very very calm performance and her interactions with her monster that she makes were really haunting the uh, monster played by Sarah Lusak and there's just these sort of two young girls and just a lot of it was this worth saying as well today it was only the second performance they've done of this Mm. anyway interval comes everyone's ushered out of the theatre and then we all go and stand sort of in the bar or whatever and then come back in and you come back in and you've got a virtual reality headset underneath your seat. Um, so I'm kind of, there was part of me I'm thinking, well, this is the second time they've done this. What is it they're actually going to try and do? And please, like I literally, toes and fingers crossed, I'm like, please make this work for them and yeah. for, for me, you know, selfishly. Yeah. At one point, so the action's happening and then they say, it's like, you know, put on your headset but it's not it's, it's it is in part of the play it's not like put on your 3d glasses now it's yeah. like it's like well part of the play and everyone and you put on the headset so i put mine on and, and they're sort of saying make sure you can see this bit of text i can see the bit of text and i'm like cool so then it starts this virtual reality thing and it's a racing car racing through some streets like you're in grand theft auto or something and it's racing through the streets and then suddenly it's like gets to the end of this racetrack. It's like, I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I'm on a roller coaster. I'm going to throw up. This is amazing. I've never, I don't think I've ever done such a successful virtual reality thing before. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. Then a wee message comes up and it's like, please remove your headset. And I sort of take mine off. And then suddenly an actor, one of the actors is and she's like, um, don't take your headset off. And I'm like, oh, it's said to do it. I was like, the, the racing car's over. And she's got this panicked look in her face, hands me another headset, which I put on. And now I'm in the Arctic and I've got a scene of snow and things. And basically I'd watched something completely not related to the play. (gasps) And it had been a major technical fail. But, but so then the bit that then you're just wondering why am I racing? I was I was a bit like I was like God, <laughs> where we just stopped the action was we were in the Arctic and the like someone's just died and it was really sad and the monsters there and I'm like oh and suddenly I'm like in like <laughs> Fast and Furious like it was like quite lol. So then I and again oh, no. I was pretty forgiving about it you know yeah, like it's yeah. like and then the actual experience that you have I won't spoil what happens but it is amazing what they've done it worked it completely works quite an ambitious it's, it idea. was ambitious and for, but for it felt so kind of pertinent you've got these really young people in the state and for them to embrace this sort of very, very futury technology stuff it felt right it didn't mm. feel like you know if you saw something and it was a bit more stuffy and it's you know older actors about hmm, i don't know what i feel about this yeah but it felt young people virtually it was really fun and i think if you've got any sort of like if you if you're interested in that at all please see see this play because i think and it will get better they'll get slicker at it but it was such an amazingly different thing yeah. to have I loved it sounds like a cool idea it was really cool so yeah Frankenstein um, started on the 25th of October it's on to the 30th of November it's obviously it's Frankenstein by Mary Shelley but it's a new version by Carl Miller who actually I think was sitting behind me and yeah it's again this young crew of actors I, f- I feel like you're literally watching people that I think in 20 years they'll be 
huge big actors. You know, yeah, it's I mean, so many famous people. So have many famous people have gone through MIT. Th- yeah, it's like Hugh Bonneville, um, Zoe Ashton, which you're going to talk about in a sec. Um, so many people, but no, it's it's a really fun, interesting. The music. Sorry, just to quickly say that some of it, the music was incredible, and a lot of it was the actors just singing on the stage and I thought it was a soundtrack and it wasn't it was them they're so professional and they're so slick and they work so well together yeah please go and see this that does sound cool okay well before we talk about the next one then Great Expectations what about them shall I tell you about speaking of Zawa Ashton I would love um, to another an NYT alumni what yeah. has she been doing? So Zawa Ashton, for those who don't know, came to fame really um, starring in Fresh Meat on Channel 4. Um, and since that, we've seen her in, um, we saw her in The Maids, Maids didn't we? Maids, Trafalgar Studios. And she then starred in Betrayal recently, which was a huge production with, was it Charlie Cox and that very famous actor whose name's just gone out of my head. What From was... the one who plays Loki in the Avengers films. Oh, uh, Tom Hiddleston. H- Tom Hiddleston. And that's just transferred to Broadway. So she's currently starring on Broadway in Betrayal. But she's also written this play, which she has it's been in the works for a long time, and it's just now come into being. And it's actually on in London and New York. It opened oh, two, right. two separate productions of the same play. So it's not, not being produced by the same company, just two mm. productions happening at the same time. Um, and so I went to see the London one, obviously, and it's being staged at the Stoke Newington Town Hall. So it's a big town hall, and they purpose-built a stage that's kind of this big raised stage. It looks really cool. Um, quite a sparse set, just a square with um, fluorescent strip lights underneath it and fluorescent strip lights on top. And this kind of acts as this sort of prism through which we watch things and characters around the edge of it and they kind of go into this space. So is this a, like a happening. pop-up theatre that's been made yeah. specifically to put this show on? This yes. isn't always there, is it? No, the ha- okay. well, the town hall is, but it's used for a town hall and for weddings and yeah. it's just a huge hall, basically. So the play is directed by Joe McInnes and written by Zawa Ashton. It's quite a hard one to describe. Zawa Ashton has described herself as an investigation into the fallout of colonialism and its resounding impact on women of African diaspora. It looks at how these women are constantly maltreated and marginalised by the institutions in which they operate. It's a play about cultural bias, systemic oppression, and black women are the empathetic centre of the piece, their emotions are our emotions. Okay. So there's lots of, it's kind of an ideas piece. Right. Lots of interesting ideas. And I think that last thing was quite pertinent. We are very much, it's just the main cast are black women and we, it very much does make you, it's seeing it from their viewpoint. Okay. And you very much are, your emotions are with them. So it definitely succeeds on that level. And it centers on a woman working in a high powered job when we meet her. She's in an office and she's up for this emotion. Then from the outside of this, the main stage, there's a sort of chorus of women of all ages, all of African descent. And we don't really know what's happening. It's quite abstract, this play, but they are somehow looking in on her, worrying about what's going to ha- what's happened to her. They sort of talk in this quite rhythmic, mysterious way. So we don't quite know what's happening. And they repeat phrases and they basically want to help her. And one by one, they each enter the scene, as it were and play a different character within the main character's life. So can you see them all on the stage and yes, then they're they, just stepping in? Yeah. Zoe Ashton was actually a slam poet. So oh, you was can kind she? Of, yeah, so you can kind of definitely see see the sort of shadow of, of her work and her upbringing in, in slam poetry. It's got a sort of slam poetry style, not kind of rhyme and verse, but mm. that repeating of phrases and phrases that kind of lock together. And so the structure of the play, it's not 
particularly linear. These scenes in which each actress goes and interacts with um, the main character, they're quite abstract. Some people might find it a bit unfocused, perhaps, is maybe one criticism. But I I mean, I don't know if I, I think if it is unfocused, it's definitely intentional. And I think it's perhaps, I think Zawa Ashton's perhaps done this kind of almost on purpose to kind of it's evocative of perhaps the bombardment of oppression and kind of microaggressions that okay. women of colour feel. Yeah. And so you're kind of getting this constant swirling oppression on the character and it kind of builds and builds. And I found that really effective. How long was it? Interval? It was no interval, straight through, which is, I think, the best way to do it because you've really got to be totally yeah. involved with it. And I think I was actually really involved with it because I do think it's an interesting perspective. It's It's a viewpoint that I was interested in sort of you know, it's not my viewpoint, so it was interesting yeah. to see that, and you did feel very connected to them. And the actress that plays Joy, Mina Andala, was brilliant. The whole cast obviously was brilliant, but she really had such a calmness to her performance. I was totally, totally sort of transfixed on her. I thought she was just absolutely brilliant, and the way she worked with the rest of the cast was just phenomenal. And obviously there were a lot, it was quite serious in parts, but there were actually some really funny moments. And um, Joy, sorry, is the main character's name. Her mother was played by Jamoko Fashola, and she was really funny. That was the strongest scene for me. Um, her mother, who was sort of first generation um, African, and that scene was really, really funny and really kind of, I think there were some really sort of nuanced or sort of culturally specific things in that that really struck a chord and were funny even if you're not part of that culture. I could okay. kind of tell that those were really authentic elements of that, and that was really funny. And there, yeah, there were some other funny moments, also just sort of comedy of the absurd, in the absurd sort of situation and the absurd non-linear structure mm -hmm. did create moments of humour. And I think the acting, actually, was probably the best thing for me. All the performers in it were just really brilliant. I don't think there was a weak a weak actor, they were all so strong. So each scene, there weren't really any scenes where you thought that someone wasn't quite nailing it. Mm. I think everyone found a really kind of authentic, and especially for something quite abstract, the acting was very authentic. Yeah. Cool. So how long's it on for? Runs until the 9th of November. There's still tickets available. Yeah. It's at the Stoke Newington Town Hall. The company that um, put it on is called Hackney Showroom. Right. So you can search on the Hackney Showroom website or yeah, but it's... um. Yeah, it's a really good play actually. I kind of I've still I've saw it almost two weeks ago and I'm still thinking about it. Oh god, so, see that's a great sign, hun. That's yeah. a really that's a lovely sign. I would definitely recommend it. Good yeah, hun. I really liked it. You got till the 9th of November at Stoke Newington Town Hall. So let's do the second show that you saw at the Southwark Playhouse by the National Youth Theatre. That's it. So yeah, I don't have as much to say about this one, I would say. So this is as we had said earlier, this is part of this sort of three the London rep season for the National Youth Theatre, um, Great Expectations. Um, by Charles Dickens. By Charles Dickens. It is my favourite Dickens. I used to love the very, very original old black and white film of Great Expectations. And it's such a haunt. Do you know the story, hun? Yeah. Yeah, it's such a haunting, brilliant tale. I've, I've always really loved it. So I was very intrigued to see this. Um, I would say, does this this does not work as well as Frankenstein does? Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot of story to cram in. It's well. a lot of story to cram in, and what I would say is, for anyone who was going to potentially see this, didn't know the story of Great Expectations. I think you'd have to know mm -hmm. because I think it points. Even I felt a wee bit narratively confused. Cast again, they're incredible. They do this. They do there's not really any set to it so it's done with costumes and movements 
and the beginning scene is they all kind of come on and they're all just walking back and forth but they're creating the hustle and bustle feel and it's it's so it's so simple what they're doing the choreography mm. is so brilliant um the boy that plays pip who is the screeds of dialogue that this young guy has to say he's joseph peen he was brilliant he's it was like if it was almost like if you didn't if you held an audition solely based if you got all this this company to stand in the line he he is pip he's yeah. got that he looks like i imagine pip to look he's kind of got high cheekbones kind of sunken in cheeks kind of little starey eyes you know and he was just brilliant and he faultlessly i mean he has he's on stage for the whole thing so much dialogue and he was brilliant and when he moves to london and he becomes a dandy all of that was just he was fun you know you kind Mm -hmm. of i felt like i was on this journey with him of him having so much fun in london with his new friends and things and estella again alice franziska is her name she is estella like these two because she's very cold. Estella's very yeah. cruel precocious, to Pip. Yeah. She's very precocious. You don't quite know how she's got to know Miss Havisham. That's a, yes. a weird thing as well. It's like Miss Havisham's got these young people in her mansion. And uh, the, the this girl, this actress, um, Alice, she was just terrific. The cruelty that she was, like, conveyed towards Pip. You felt, you were wincing in your seat with it. It was mm. really like, oh God, like, I feel so sorry for him. He loves her so much. When Miss Havisham sort of succumbs to an unfortunate death, I'm not going to say what happens, but that was incredibly well done as well. Very clever, very simple. I think that when Oscar's describing how he felt about For All the Women Who Thought They Were Mad and how it's run round and round your head, I would say with great expectations, I haven't really thought about it since. I was maybe mildly disappointed. It went on a bit too long it's it is lovely it's like it's it, it, it for a very simple staging and if if you are at all studying great expectations at school please go and see this or you know young people are yeah. it's 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 good to see this young people doing it you know rather than a sort of stuffy um it was yeah i, I just i haven't really thought about it that much since yeah but i certainly like i would say you know, to be able to go and see it as part of this trilogy that they're doing, which I will complete yeah. by seeing Midsummer's Night's Dream as well. So great but so expectations. So far, if you could only see one, you'd recommend Frankenstein oh, I, over there. One hundred, see yeah. Frankenstein. But great expectations. It finishes on the twenty eighth of November, so you've got quite a wee bit of time. Yeah, Monday to Saturday, seven thirty. Matinee at two thirty. And tickets again, like twenty two. Tickets again, twenty two quid. Brilliant. Yeah. Eighteen pound concessions. Just before we move on, speaking of Southwark, remember Alice and I went to see Operation Mincemeat, which was that oh, crazy yes. musical based on a true story from World War Two, and it was this really, really funny um, by Spitlip. Um, that has got transferred to the Southwark Playhouse <gasps> in Love January. It. So that was very cool news. Um, so definitely, definitely, that is a 100% recommendation. We said in when we reviewed it in episode 39, I believe. Yeah, you were waiting if it ever comes to come back, back. you got to go. So it is coming back to the Southwark Playhouse. It's going to be in the Little in January. So Operation Mincemeat, seriously book it. So much fun, everybody. Um, speaking of so much fun, do you want a cocktail? I would Hun, thirsty, thirsty, thirsty. So this cocktail is inspired by the show we both went to see last week, which is Gentlemen for Blondes. Yes, cheers, Han. And so this is the Little Rock 
Martini. Perfect. Because the famous song from it, obviously, is... Well, one of the famous songs. Not the most famous, but one of them is mm-hmm. I'm Just a Little Girl from Little Rock. Yes. Um, so this is a gin-based cocktail. Oh, so, is it, hun? Yeah, and I know you're not usually a gin fan, but this is gin with grapefruit juice, dry vermouth, or extra dry vermouth, and a little splash of agave. Lovely. It yeah. is. It's very nice. Um, it's very alcoholic. Yeah, it's mostly gin. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's kind of, it's yeah, it's sort of like, let's say like two measures gin to one of vermouth and grapefruit. And then so a I'll splash probably of be sugar. crying by the end of the podcast. Absolutely. So, chin chin, and let's talk about this production. So we had this as one of our top tips, because mostly because of Sasha Reagan's involvement. Yeah. Um, because we love her all-male Gilbert and Sullivan productions, um, love the Union Theatre, and this is a classic musical by Julie Stein, who did Funny Girl and... Gypsy, obviously Marilyn Monroe was in the movie, and yeah, and Jane Russell, are, yep, Diamonds are a girl's best friend. So yeah, I was really kind of looking forward to seeing this, and the story is kind of two two best friends, um, Lorelai and Dorothy. Dorothy's sort of the more the more serious of the two, not the, the more sensible one, the sensible one, but the one that's kind of looking for love, whereas Lorelai is looking for a rich a rich daddy, as she would oh, call it, yeah. And so she's got this kind of rich boyfriend and they're going, they're all going to go to Paris together, but he gets waylaid. He works for a button factory. And so he says, you go on ahead. So they go on this cruise and he says to Dorothy, you know, you look after Lorelai because, you know, her eyes wander to the next sort of rich gentleman, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And it's a very silly sort of fun, silly musical. They're it's on like, this cruise. Yeah, it's like a silly sort of farce thing. And... A silly farce. She then thinks that... that her fiance's father won't let him marry her, and so she's gonna go and find another rich man. And you know, it's all so, very... you know, the best. And then, so the other rich man she finds is the king of the zippers. So the zippers are taking over buttons. Yeah, and that's it's that whole bit's quite funny as well. Like that's yeah. and this whole production's really good fun. It kind of seems it does seem like a good fit actually for Sasha Reagan because it's all about the kind of music and the fun and the campness of it all like her Gilbert and Sullivan productions. It's not a serious show. It's very good fun. The music, I thought, was... It's actually not, for a Julie Stein musical, it's not as similar to Funny Girl or Gypsy. It's not kind of big and brassy, and not just because, obviously, it's a smaller orchestration with only piano and drums, Mm -hmm. but the actual songs themselves are closer, kind of... Reminding me of, maybe just because it's on a cruise ship as well, kind of more like Cole Porter. Yes. Old-fashioned sort of tunes. Yes. Which works really well for kind of just piano. The caliber of the singing is so high mm. that if you do not need any other orchestra to, yeah. to play with you, the, the singing was just brilliant. The men and the women. And talking about how amazing the cast was, we just have to mention Abigail Honeywell as Laura wow. Lee. This girl embodies Marilyn Monroe in a way that it's like, it was like stars in their eyes. Tonight, Mm. Matthew, I'm going to be Marilyn Monroe. She comes on and she's like, I'm going to try and do it. So she's like, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to, I got to be on this cruise ship. I mean, I've got to like find my, (laughs) find my next bow. And she does the breathy Marilyn voice and the, and her, eyes are like saucers this actress she's got the big huge eyes and that kind of look that marilyn had which was why she was such an incredible actress in her day which everyone forgets how good she was is that she just it's just a look and it's that kind of oh okay yeah and that kind of stuff 
And she was just, bro- I mean, the audience, like, we, they were, tr- like, when ever she was on the stage, you were transfixed. And at one point, remember, she's, like, Laura Lee, she sort of said, she has quite a good line, and then she walks off the stage. And I was watching everyone in the audience's heads just kept following her. Her bit's finished, but yeah. you're following her, and she's standing at the, she's gone off side of stage, but you're kind of like, ah! When's she coming back? Because yeah. she was just incredible. She really got the comedy, didn't she? And I, I thought... like her figure, she was so sassy. Yeah. That I have to say, she at one point wears this black dress that I wanted to tear off her body and own it. Oh, it yeah, was, that was just good. yeah. She looked incredible. But yeah, costumes, the jewelry. Um, Diamonds are a girl's best friend. The whole scene of that, the the men and the yeah, stage. Yeah, the choreography was the great. The choreography was brilliant. Um, I thought the number that Dorothy had, so um, uh, Eleanor Lakin or Larkin was um, playing Dorothy, and that number that she has where they're all kind of in the fitness outfits. Oh my god! Jogging up and down. Yeah. I can't remember what that song's called, but it's the one where she's talking about she's just looking for love. Yeah. Um, and I thought she was really strong in that scene because she doesn't obviously get to be as flirtatious as yeah. Laura Lee. I thought she held that number together really well. A really strong presence. Yeah, completely strong. It was, if you have ever seen the film, you have to see this show. And it's, is it mm. finished now? It's huh? just finished. Yeah, people can't it's see it. It's such a shame. It. You've missed it. But mm-hmm. it was strong. It was funny. It didn't feel, sometimes if you see an older show, you can kind of go, mm, there's some sort of questionable moral things going on here that yes, nowadays would quite be Yeah, cool. because there's the old guy on the boat and he's sort of running around oh, pinching yeah, pinching girls. girls and, and, you know, all the sort of sexual politics of it. But I think that's kind of what Sasha Reagan does really yeah. well because she just strikes a really good tone oh, of the comedy exactly. that everything feels. Not like, oh, we can just look past it. She kind of is poking fun at it. Yeah. While making it enjoyable still to laugh at and enjoy. Yeah. She just really gets the comedy right so that you're not thinking, oh, this is a bit dodgy. Yeah. It doesn't feel creepy. It just feels fun and silly. Yeah. And, you know, kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge, kind of perfectly sidestepped the trickier moments, I yeah. think. You said just the word the like tone. tone. Exactly. That's it. The tone of this was perfect. Oh, I loved really it. Good fun. It was a really, really good fun. I hope that Sasha Reagan, as well as doing her Gilbert and Sullivan, does more of these old musicals. Yeah. I think this is just her her total niche and yeah. she just does it perfectly. So I hope they do another one. Oh, I really hope so. You no. know, some other kind of classic Completely. old school musical. I absolutely loved it. And I do it at the Union Theatre. It was a new one for me. I would definitely want to go and see something there again. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, so the last show I'm going to talk about, which is another one that's just... Actually, it's going to have another run in Nottingham. But I went all the way out to Newbury, to the Watermill Theatre. I saw that they were doing Assassins by Stephen Sondheim, which is a musical that I really love. Mm-hmm. And so I went out there with Rory and his mum Joe, and we all went to see it today. Just got back from Newbury. It is quite a way away, but it's a Where gorgeous it, theatre. It's out to, past Reading. Christ! Wolverhampton. Yeah. Bloody hell. It's such cute theatre, though. It's like an old converted barn, and it's really tiny, but all lovely wooden interior. And this production was, again, a really small space like the Union, and they did it with actor musicians. So they kind of had a core cast, and then the ensemble played various instruments, as did some of the, the main cast as well. But, like, really banjo, guitar, wow, clarinet, trumpet, just really talented. For those who don't know Assassins, it is about all the different people that have tried to kill US presidents over the course of history. Again, it's not like a linear story. They sort of interact with each other, so different people throughout history. Um, it's just a musical that I really love. I love listening to the soundtrack. Do you have to know 
about American history in order well, the first to time appreciate I, it fully. The first time I saw it at the Many a Chocolate Factory, I didn't know all of the stories. So there's lots of... But no, you don't actually. The answer, okay. short answer is no. Because as you find them out, you're definitely going to be Wikipediaing afterwards because you're going to be right. like, wait, was that one true? Is that Did that happen? I mean, they did all happen. But obviously we know the big ones, Lincoln yeah. and um, JFK. Yeah. And but it's, yeah, there's lots of ones in between. Some successful assassinations, some just attempts. There was, you might know, that the guy that was obsessed with Jodie Foster. Yes. And he tried to kill Reagan. Um, some of them you probably won't know. But no, I don't think you need to know the history of them. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's just a brilliant production. Acting musicians, I always love. Just mm-hmm. seeing people who can act, sing, dance, and then play three different instruments. Quadruple threats. And supply the whole sound of the show is just incredible. If you've never seen Assassins, it's Sondheim's, out of all his shows, it's his, I don't know if it's his favourite, but it's the one that he feels most complete. If You know, he said it's the one show where he doesn't feel like he would change anything. Wow. And there's some really great music in it, some really funny scenes as well. Anyone who's near Nottingham, it's transferring there next week, I believe. So definitely look up Assassins at the Nottingham, I think it's called the Nottingham Playhouse. Okay. If you can get to Nottingham, because it's a really cool production and it's a great Sondheim show. I bloody love Sondheim, as you, you well you know. You do indeed, hon. And I will see anything by him. Yeah. Cool. So that's, I feel like we've had rave reviews all round today, actually. Pretty we much, seem to yeah. have loved, we've loved most stuff that we've seen. Um, back to, obviously, my top tip being at Superstar, which is Nicola Wren, the sister of Chris Martin, telling about her life. Question for you, Oscar. Mm-hmm. Which sibling, which superstar sibling would you like to see talk about their sibling? Oh, in a show? That's yeah. a good question. I already hmm. know mine. Do you? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go for, I'm trying to think who's, it's got to be someone like super famous for it to really like affect their life and for the, to really want to hear that. I'm thinking like Tom Cruise. Yeah. Because that's a He's kind of... He's got a mad sister. Does he? Yeah. And that's a sort of level of fame where you just think of Tom Cruise. I want to hear what his family's like. You don't really think of him as even having, having a family. Yeah. Or, you know, you just think Tom Cruise is so all-encompassingly famous and, I guess, bizarre. I would quite like to hear what his family have to say about, about him, like. his Scientology, his whole thing. Yeah. The whole Tom Cruise of, oh, yeah, I'm going to say Tom Cruise. Mine is Christopher Ciccone, the brother of... Madonna, Louise, Veronica, oh, yeah. Tony. Oh, but he's always spraffing well, no, his mouth, isn't exactly. he? He's always spraffing his mouth off and he's written the book and the book was great, but to see Called him in a Guy stage Richie show... Home of fame. Oh, there we go. Um, yeah, no, that would be mine. Yeah, but that's because you are Madonna obsessed. I am. You're Sondheim, I'm Madonna. Do you reckon, would you want to see, do you know, like, Tina the Musical, Carol King, would you want to see, like, a Madonna Oh, God, I think show. it would just... I'd be watching it through, like... Fingers over my eyes, through the gaps of my fingers kind of vibe, because I'd be so mm. nervous that they didn't do it right. <laughs> yeah. But if you were a theatre writery person and you were going to do a musical based on Madonna's music, you could do a narrative thread through her songs. More like a Mamma Mia. Like a Mamma Mia. So you'd be more down for that. I think I'd be down for that. Than telling the life of Madonna. Yeah, I don't, I, I know too much about her. I'd be picking points. Yes. I'd be like, no, that's not right. It's not accurate. But yeah. no, yeah, to see a musical like Mamma Mia with Madonna songs, sensational. So, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Theatre Club Podcast with just Madeline and I. Alice, I hope you're having fun in Australia. Ruby, I hope you're having fun wherever you are in 
I have no idea where she probably is now. Halfway up the Himalayas. Probably, yeah. Thank you for joining us. Do follow us on Instagram at Theatre Club Podcast. Do keep listening. Do tell your friends about the show. And do leave a review on iTunes because those are really helpful for the podcast. It's really great to know that people are listening and enjoying. And thank you for those that have already reached out to us on Instagram. Again, let us know if there's any shows you think we should be seeing. Also, if you've seen any of the shows we've seen, I'd love to know what people think of them. Absolutely. For all the women who thought they were mad, I would love to know what people think. So if you seen it leave us a comment on one of our posts and just like tell us what you thought because it's always interesting to hear what other people have to say and if you do see frankenstein and you see a racing car virtual reality thing in your headset that's not what you should be seeing okay (laughs) i'm sure by the it's worth saying you saw it in a preview i saw it in a preview not the press night so i'm sure by the time it's pretty sure they'll be ironed out up this week I've got two shows I'm going to see I'm going to see On Bear Ridge which was one of Alice's top tips it was with at the Royal Siffins. Court and I'm going to see The Antipodes at the National Theatre which I know nothing about no that's I just think I don't think I know anything about no. that either not been to National Ages no I'm, so I'm looking forward to just hopefully being pleasantly surprised cool I'm going to see yet another show at the Southwark um, called Shook which I'll have a review of and yeah I think that's all I've got sort of scheduled coming up so until then thanks again for listening to Theatre Club Podcast bye bye